LA has every night 50,000 interesting things to do. World class, major artists at Mm-hmm. At the bowl, or at Disney Hall, or at the opera, or at Everywhere. the theater. Five minutes away from you. Yeah, and then there's world class movie theaters, and there's a million. Vi- like just the other day at the Troubadour, Paul Simon and uh, Paul McCartney apparently came by, and yeah. like, so, you know, we are very spoiled by an overabundance, like a like a blinding overabundance of options mm-hmm. of what you want to do if you want to go out that night. Uh, never mind all the museums and all the it just goes on or just go yeah. to the beach or like there's just so much oh competition God, yeah. for people's time that the flip side even though this place is like a as like a mecca where all these creative people from around the world come and try to create their work the flip as a result is that if you're trying to put on a thing it is hard to get people to come yes. because it's just competitive it's just there's a lot of attention uh, there's a lot of like things fighting for people's attention mm-hmm. and so you know it you you tend to really notice uh, the people who who will who will show up congratulations Explain why I'm congratulating you to our listeners who are curious about this Surviving. cold open. Surviving? <laughs> You're supposed to plan these things like a year in advance. You're supposed to have your time to prepare and to create the pieces that you want to put on the exhibition. Well, I did all that. And Says who? Where does this ish. year come from? Where is this date? Because it's, it's the norm. It, well, it's not a rule, but it's, you know. Well, I follow the Leonard Bernstein rule, which says to do great work, you need a plan and not enough time. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, yes, not recommended, but it was very, very fun. And I loved the results. And wait, wait, back up and just explain. (laughs) You put you, it was your first solo exhibition. Yes. uh, Here. In L.A. and and probably the most elaborate ever for you. I mean, in terms of the number of pieces, the, you know, the. The scale, it was a very in a very nice gallery space. I've been asking around. Um, and these people in the Anaheim Gallery Center, they were the first to say, yes, we like your work, bring it. So I am, um, you know, I guess, I guess I'm so, I'm so happy they, they said yes. And I'm so happy they liked what we did. Uh, my pitch was let's do dialogos and let's have an exhibition related to dialogos related to music let's just create art inspired by music we um at the end decided to do austin why don't you just explain it's happening to me again i try to explain this in the exhibition and i was like i'm just practical i'm not like a i'm not expressive but you are. Well, so I, go for it. I the thing that's unique about the space is it has the traditional wall hanging like cabinets or whatever you want to call them, like display cases for art. But then it also had display cases that were in the middle of the floor, in the middle of the room where it was sort of like double sided, where you could mount works on either side of a, of a freestanding case. 
And that struck me as yeah, uncommon. If you guys want to see pictures, I already posted some pictures on my Instagram so you can understand. It's a two-sided wall, basically, yeah. standing in the middle of the room. Yeah, exactly. With but, but with nice lighting installed and behind glass, mm -hmm. you know, locked glass and stuff. So you could you could really, you know, put something there nice and, and meaningful. And so I we discussed after we went down there to kind of look at the space. And the pitch became what about you making a series of paintings inspired by pieces of music that I could choose for you that I would be pretty sure you'd never heard before so that on one wall of this case, you could place the painting that was you reacting to the piece knowing nothing. So you listen and just purely emotionally and, and kind of instinctively Paint what it inspires. You were, uh, we cho you chose five tracks and I made 10 pieces and the tracks were labeled like just track one, two, three, four. And I listened to them and then I painted. Um, I think I painted the first two without knowing anything and then you explained and I painted the other uh, bunch. Right. Yeah. We kind of did it in, in kinda phases. Like, yeah, we did. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, exactly. So that... You end up where physically you have to walk around this case. To me, it was kind of like displaying a coin. It's like a yeah. Where you, 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 you can't see both sides. At, you have to physically change where you're standing to get a different angle. And that was uh -huh. the pitch. It's, you, it's the, you listening to the same piece twice, but you've got a different angle. The first time, you know nothing. The second time, I sit down with you and say, okay, this one is by Leonard Bernstein. He wrote this in the 1950s, inspired by this specific work from Plato, the Plato Symposium, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I could give you kind of not knowing what would inspire you about that information, uh, but just, you know, saying, here's the, here's the reason why I chose the piece. Here's why I love it. Because mm -hmm. I, I did, of course... Uh, semi-selfishly, I chose pieces that I really loved, like that that I right. can speak about passionately. It's so funny because I honestly thought that you were going to choose um, pieces that were more specific. Like you, it was very uh, abstract at the end. I thought you were going to come up with a story, you know, like, oh, this piece means that uh, the story of these two characters that were in a, went to a journey and they how to find love or something like that. And I was just picturing something more specific, more like tangible. But then the explanation is like, oh, this guy made this piece on his uh, 20s and it was the culmination of uh, like, I, there's no story there. And I was a little frustrated at some point. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this information? I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how. I, you know, I realized after those conversations that probably part of why you assumed that was because so often we're talking about Jerry Goldsmith, John Williams, where the music is something that was scoring a scene. So at minimum, I can explain mm -hmm. what was going on in the movie or in the game or right. whatever that that music accompanied. But for these, they call it absolute music, music that is just exists to be music it's not trying right. to say okay this is the part where they jump on the horse and so the music goes faster right, here right. and blah 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 like yeah, in a film it's not score the planets. It's yeah. Not, yeah yeah 
Yeah, or yeah, exactly. The Planets is an example. The alternative to absolute music is what they call program music. The Planets is technically not program music because program music is a term that usually means something very literal, like this is the part where the character is walking up the stairs and you hear the music going bump, bump, <laughs> bump, 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 or whatever. Uh -huh. Like that's typically what people say program music. They mean the music is trying to be literally descriptive. Like, okay, another good example, the classic one everyone uses is uh, the French composer Hector Berlioz wrote this piece in the mid-1800s, early mid-1800s, called the Symphonie Fantastique, which is describing ah, yes. something that is happening to this guy. And there's a part where his head is cut off and it, and falls out of the guillotine into a basket. And the orchestra does this kind of like, ba-dum, ba-dum. And they're like, that's supposed to be the <laughs> moment where Berlioz is saying, that's where the head literally has Whoa. fallen. I, uh -huh. I, I think music that is quite literally that, uh, music that is that literal is a little silly. Um, and when it's great, you don't <laughs> no, have to well, even know that stuff yeah, and it's still great. Anyway, that was, that was a separate comment, but yeah, I was picturing, I was like, what is this? Is this like a, was this compos composer thinking about space or was <laughs> he thinking about, uh, you know, uh, family or I don't know. But yeah, you gave me all these later explanations that were like, this might sound a little harsh, but um, they didn't fulfill my expectations. And I, I felt a little overwhelmed because I didn't know what to paint after the information. But no, I'm, I at the end managed. You were very helpful and you were like, there's no rule. You do what your heart tells you and just get inspired. Listen to it again. And and um, yeah, so I, I figured uh, I... I could solve my problems after, and I appreciate Well, and the specific one that you were alluding to a minute ago, one of the pieces, well, I'll list the five pieces. It was Mendelssohn Overture from the Midsummer Night Dream, the Bartok Concerto for Orchestra, Second Movement, the so-called Game of Pairs, the Ravel String Quartet, the Scherzo Movement, first movement of the Leonard Bernstein's Serenade for violin um, and an orchestra, his violin concerto. And then the fifth one was the second movement, so-called Summer Morning, from the 4C interludes of Benjamin Britten from his opera Peter Grimes. And the one that, you, the one that you're referring to about, like, wait, this is <laughs> was the Ravel, where it's literally just called String Quartet in F. And, yes. and it's a piece very famously that he wrote and submitted it to this big composition prize that was called the Prix de Rome, the Rome Prize. Uh, and he didn't win. And it was it made a bunch of people be like, what's wrong with you? He's obviously one of the most talented composers on the planet. And it's one of those history Aww. has validated that because Ravel is definitely revered. Oh, I felt that last weekend. <laughs> Come on now. Ravel, <laughs> Ravel is regarded as one of the uh, great composers of all time. I'm talking about the Grammys, just in case. You yes, I did not. I did not win the Grammys, and she'll never forget. Oh yes, them. we didn't talk about that, but yeah, Austin again nominated Bravo for the Grammy, and uh, he didn't get it. But uh, all good. I I did my my I I complained enough, and <laughs> I didn't complain publicly. I just complained with you. Were a very good <laughs> partner. To be so supportive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, no, you were, you were like, sweet. Austin is very sweet and he's applauding his colleagues, which gives me permission to be mad. Uh, I know. I which is very sweet. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll but all, burn the place down. all applause to 
Steve Schnurr and Gordy Have and Stephen Barton for Jedi Survivor. There's no denying that that uh, not anybody could write a score like that in terms of threading the needle of the John Williams aesthetic so effectively. It's not easy to do. Um, and just the sheer labor involved in writing and producing six or seven hours worth of big, complex orchestral music and spending. Gordy went to London for like five weeks because of how much, <laughs> like so there's literally 28 days of sessions or something. Totally insane. Yeah. Anyway, as bar talk, you didn't win. But let's continue with... As Ravel, you mean. Um, as Ravel, yes. Yeah, Ravel, <laughs> uh, the string quartet, my explanation was that part of the reason, beyond the fact that it's just awesome music. Um, in fact, when we were explaining this exhibition to our friend Bear McCreary during the Grammys, I told him the five pieces and I said, the scherzo from the Ravel String Quartet is, is one of them I chose. And he goes, that's hilarious. That is my single favorite piece of all of classical music. The entire canon, that's the so entire great. body of work. That movement of that piece, he's like, it's so metal. And he's so right. It absolutely is. <laughs> it is metal before metal. And um, yeah. <laughs> so that one, um, I explained to you the context and the Rome Prize and all that. But the thing that I said that I think is cool about it is that Ravel, one of the things that interests me as a composer is when you look back over a composer's life and you find that moment where they, they seemingly became themselves. Like there's that. YouTube channel called Entertain the Elk, where he will do a YouTube video analysis where it's like, this is the day The Simpsons was born. And he, he identifies mm -hmm. the exact episode where, yeah. where they kind of hit their stride and they found the magic. You know, here's the day Friends mm -hmm. was born. Here's the day The Office was born. They're really great uh, YouTube videos where he, he, he really does a good job at saying th this is why this is kind of like the first real episode. And, and it compo right. it's, with composers, it's the same. Some mature very okay. late, some mature very early. And that Re Ravel String Quartet is generally considered to be the one where the Ravel that we all talk about when we talk about his music was kind of born, in a sense, compositionally with that piece. And I love what you did with that information in the painting because you uh, created this work that was a kind of abstraction of this idea of climbing to a higher plane. Right. And I love because it's one of those where when you explain what, if I just saw that, and even if I saw it with the knowledge of it being inspired by Ravel, I don't know that even, even I, yeah. I don't think I would have clocked, oh, it's yeah, about absolutely. his maturing. It's kind of a metaphor right. so, for maturing. Again, it's so abstract but you told me that you told me that he that this was a piece that made him what he was and i felt like well if we're talking about life and achieving goals then i could make maybe like a climbing little you know mountain or or structure that you like um, place a flag and then go to the next goal and so that's what i did <laughs> But it's 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 very you because at a glance it's just this wash of color and cloudy texture and and very kind of there's a lot going on it, it it's not flat you know it's very dynamic and then when you kind of study it you're like oh wow it's actually kind of like people suggestive of people silhouettes sort of kind of thing um, going up what almost looks like cable cars or climbing ropes or something <laughs> uh, and right. um, 
I, yeah, to me, I, it's one of those that if you had just said, if the assignment was, I'm going to tell you exactly what to paint, I would never have thought to tell you to paint that, which is no, why it's I so mean, cool. The, the exercise was not to, not, not for you to tell me, well, this is a story of a family that lived in a little red house. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying I would never have thought of that interpretation. That's why I loved this premise because I gave you like a buffet of stuff to just make of whatever you want. And then you made something right. that I would never have thought that buffet could even make. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like you. This, is, this was the goal of the project. At the end, I, I learned. I was I, I felt like the, this was an obstacle because I was not expecting to be so abstract uh, with the information. But it helped me kind of like expand a little bit more. Let's get, get out of the, um, I guess, norm. Yeah, or a very like literal way of thinking. Just do whatever the heck I feel. Yeah, just let my brain, let my mind uh, decide for me. Just, just go with the flow. Yeah, well, then seems like it, uh, you know, did its job because that was... I don't want to say that was the goal in that I had any kind of agenda, but the mm -hmm. bigger picture goal is always that we're growing and we're doing something that we haven't done before. At least for me, the goal is is to move to new places in the work. Um, and if you felt of like course. this put you somewhere new, then mission accomplished. Um, oh, yeah. It's worth also. And I'm so ready for to plan the next one. I'm, I, I'm oh, so I love excited. that. This was so good. It, it felt really nice. And also just, just seeing all these people that I actually was not expecting to see. That's exactly what I was about to say is it's worth calling out that um, some like a pretty big showing of folks uh, yes. came and and uh, it, you know, for anybody who is listening to this who is not familiar with Los Angeles, there's two things that you constantly have to deal with when you're in L.A. If you're trying to do anything cool, put on an event. Like if you're a stand-up comic and want to get people to come see you do a, do your open mic stand-up act. Or if you're a filmmaker who has a screening at a festival, uh, you know, like there's always L.A. So item one, L.A. has every night 50,000 interesting things to do. World-class, major artists at mm -hmm. at the Bowl or at Disney Hall or at the Opera or at Everywhere. the theater. Everywhere, five minutes away from you. Yeah, and then there's world-class movie theaters and there's a million, like just the other day at the Troubadour, Paul Simon and uh, Paul McCartney apparently came by. And yeah. like, so, you know, we are very spoiled by an overabundance, like a like a blinding overabundance of options mm -hmm. of what you want to do if you want to go out that night. Uh, never mind all the museums and all the it just goes on, or just go yeah. to the beach or like there's just so much oh competition yeah. for people's time that the flip side, even though this place is like a as like a mecca where all these creative people from around the world come and try to create their work, the flip as a result is that if you're trying to put on a thing, it is hard to get people to come yes. because it's just competitive. It's just, there's a lot of attention. Uh, there's a lot of like things fighting for people's attention. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, you, you tend to really notice uh, the people who, who will, who will show up and come to your thing, you know, like, yes. like the, the magnificent Frank John Hughes and uh, Kimberly Wang 
who came oh, and I'm then so like glad they, it's just it was like I saw them and I was like oh my god I knew they were coming and I intentionally didn't tell you because oh I, you son of a bitch yeah no I wanted to see that look on your face when you realized they were there um um and um. <laughs> Uh, but they, you know, like when uh, we went to that screening of Melora's, they were there and they came to the Thai cave uh, SCL screening mm-hmm. that I did. Like there there are people that show up, Mason Lieberman yes. and uh, oh and uh, 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 like Emmanuel uh, Lagombe. Mm-hmm. How do you say his last name? Um, Lagombe. Lagombe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, showed up and and. And Patrick, uh, oh, I didn't yes. expect. Um, and, so you know, so there's, there were people that it's noteworthy that they come because they had a thousand things that they could have been doing that night and they did. Mm-hmm. But then the second aspect that's also worth noting to anyone not in L.A. is that L.A. is a pretty big place. And people, t- after a while, people get sick of spending a lot of time in their cars. So they'll tend to stick mm-hmm. to their neighborhood. So if you live in Santa yes. Monica, you'll tend to go to events in Santa Monica because there's a lot of events and you don't really need to go that far. So that also means that if you're trying to get people to come out and it's it's not like right in the middle of like Hollywood or Santa Monica or even even like North Hollywood is a challenge, then you're up against a big battle, especially if they have to sit in evening traffic. And this thing was in mm. Anaheim, which is where Disneyland is. That's not it's considered the, it was L.A. The worst combination because it was far away. It was a... 6.30. Yeah, which means evening traffic at, at peak, peak. traffic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was me. Like, I'm not Paul McCartney. I'm not... So it's, it is hard to convince people. And, and I so many was came. blown away. Yeah. I was... Yes. I, I, I was like, we need to make a list of everyone who was here and, and make sure that not one name is ever forgotten because these people... It's, it sounds like we're making a big deal out of something that shouldn't be a big deal. But when you live here, you really know yes. that it's so easy to just go, I, I don't have time. Sorry. I've been that right. guy. There have been times and times where I was like, no, I really don't feel like it. And, and I know they'll understand. And then other times where I was like, you know what? I, I should have gone. I don't want to be the guy that, lets, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't go, you know? Uh, and right. I'm always glad I do when I've got friends doing yeah. things. But it's hard to... It's not like you can demand everybody have the same attitude, especially because there's a lot no. of reasons why it's actually not like we have one friend who, you know, had like a doctor's appointment and they're like, right. it's just physically impossible to get from the appointment in time because it, it, yeah. there's so much time needed to cross town, you know? Yeah, all and, good, all good. And so, yeah, no one would, also, fr- yeah, it's yeah. all, that's truly all fine. But for the amount that came, I was so happy i'm so proud of you and i'm so happy that so many people i mean it it was really like you moved here not knowing anyone but me uh you you know six years ago almost you moved here just to a new country and to a obviously a new way of life a new everything and and you were you were kind of joining my life where I had all these friends already. I'd lived in LA for 15 years or however, almost 15 years at that point. Like you were definitely, it's not that we went somewhere new where we could build a life from scratch together. You were joining my life. That's just the accurate description. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful you did, but it was, it was a thing that, you know, it's, it's challenging at first because you're like, well, what, what is my identity here? What is my, 
how do I make yeah. my place that's uniquely mine and I'm not just the, the plus one, you know? Right. And I know that was always important to you. And every one of those people there last <laughs> night, they were there because it was your exhibition. This was not my event. It fundamentally was not my event. And um, so to me, I just found myself really emotional and happy that so many people were like, yeah, I'm not here for you. To me. Well, Uriel, Uriel told me he was there for the free food, but that is also acceptable. <laughs> this guy came three hours by bus from Mexico. Uh, from Tijuana, yes. And after Unbelievable. his appointment, after, here, it's just, he's crazy. This is a friend that I've known f for years, yes, but, uh, he didn't have to do this. He was after, he came after his, um, dialysis. Yeah, he had a he three had hour a, dialysis treatment and then got straight onto the and bus then, and rode for and another three arrived, hours. He arrived. And he's like, I'm so sorry if I look weak. I just, <laughs> I just came out of my dialysis. It's I was just like, so crazy. I have, I have no words for, I was just like, dude, this, I don't even know what to say. It's just like, you're crazy. And, and yeah. And I I, yeah, for real. No, that guy, I liked him already. He's a really gregarious personality <laughs> and he's a lot of fun and very expressive. And he's been dealing with some tough shit in his life and he's been taking yes. it. He's been taking it in stride in a way that's genuinely inspiring. But, um, but even despite all that, he really went up a bunch of notches uh, for me uh, last night. In fact, I kept sh using him to shame everybody else because I was like, <laughs> "You what? You were coming from my leg?" Yeah, me. yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. It was 45 minutes drive where I could sit in my air conditioned car and listen to whatever music I wanted to." This guy rode the bus over the border. Uh, yeah, mind blowing. Oh my god, you're you're such a you don't have to say it. Like, I am still grateful for the effort, of course. Oh, no, no. Every All of us could benefit from a reality check. Um, uh, and, you know, because also, again, that's on top of the fact that he's had some real genuine life challenges. Yes. And he, he's like, what are you going to do? And I go, yeah, you know, no. it's a good reminder because sometimes, you know, like Canvas chews on the, on the wall and makes a mess. Mm -hmm. And I'll react in a way as if, as if something far worse has happened, and it'll really upset me. Yes. And yeah. and then I later I look back on it and I go, you know that was that was stupid. I don't know why I was so irritated. <laughs> I don't like no, it's it, it just, uh, it's normal. It's normal. You have your issues outside of that, and your mind just decides to. Uh, explode in that moment just to use that as an excuse so I get it um, still someone like Uriel is a great reminder that my problems generally speaking are <laughs> not real problems uh, and that I'm so lucky that these are my problems and um, so yeah anyway it was really really great event and really yes. I was so happy that so many people came and we got to perform Dialogos uh, together yeah. and that was you took me on a trip to Mordor <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that one was a, a little bit more on the dark 
end of the spectrum. There wasn't a lot of sweetness in that particular performance. Yeah. Dialogos, if, in case, in case we've never, I don't remember how much we've talked about it on here before, but the is a our improvised duet of sorts, where yeah, Anhila improvised. Like I got a lot of questions. Like, do you think about the painting beforehand? And I keep saying, no, 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 no. This is like his influence with the music is what is happening. Yeah. I didn't even know. Like, I was just painting the sky first and it was night because the notes were a little sad or dark or, you know. Exactly. Uh, I didn't feel like a, yeah, so that. But the flip of I it think. is that I'm watching you paint and I'm trying to capture what it looks like you're painting with the music so that it's, we call it dialogue because uh, n we're having a conversation I am not giving a speech and you are listening or vice versa. We mm -hmm. are actively kind of pushing and pulling each other. And there'll be moments where I'll realize I see something in the painting that I didn't see two minutes earlier. So I change the music accordingly. And then there'll be other moments where I go, Oh, you know, what could be cool. I wonder what would happen if I got really quiet and delicate in this moment and see what she does. <laughs> Uh, and so I'll like, I'll, I'll intentionally lead a little and then I'll follow, uh, you know, and cause one thing <laughs> I was explaining to Frank, uh, was that it is, there, there's an interesting asymmetry to our, to our, to our sides of this dialogue because I can change what I'm doing much faster than you can. Like I can, I can shift gears into a whole new type of music, a whole new, everything right. new. I can go from quiet to loud and delicate and sentimental to aggressive and angry or whatever in, in a fraction of a second, but you can't just turn a painting. You know, you need, you know, at least a minute to really act like heavily. Right. So it encourages I, me to I, like soak in the mood yes. and to try to, ch to try to like uh -huh. turn like a boat and less like a motorcycle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when there's like hard changes, I remember I just grab another brush or another color or, yeah. and start somewhere else in the canvas. Like uh, just find another blank spot and just start painting on that other side. Uh, that happened last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember, but it happened. And I was like, this is different. I should just go over here and, and leave whatever I was doing up here and start something over here. Uh, it's so fun. And I actually was very happy with the result. I always feel like this <laughs> yeah, you frequently are... hate them. <laughs> so because it, there, last night was 20 minutes and for the 20 minutes, I actually feel like this is actually pretty good. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was interesting because we were supposed to perform in this lovely little courtyard that had these nice lights overhead. And even though I was worried about how cold my fingers would feel playing outdoors right. at night, it's not freezing, but it's hard to play when it's chilly. You know, it's like I needed yes. a jacket. It wasn't. It wasn't yes. uh, warm, but it's, it wasn't like snow falling. But it was not. It was a little uncomfortable. We have the same problem because, like, when I have my hands cold as well, I kind of like I can't have a yeah. very good pulse. Precise movement becomes challenging, mm -hmm. and 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 so we were outside. But then next door, there was like this ceremony. It, it, it was like, I don't know what was, I don't know what it was. Um, Drums. But yeah, there were people Some, like dancing in like a ceremonial kind of thing with loud, loud. Yeah, just so you guys understand, next door of the gallery was this um, 
dance space, I think. It's like basically a, just like a, a rentable room. room. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rentable room, and, and there was this uh, group with drums, and I imagine it's, it, it was something about the Chinese uh, New Year's or something like that, a celebration. Oh, that's they a good... They were practicing a dance. Ah, uh, like drums. rehearsing. Yeah, I bet you're right. Uh-huh. I bet you're right. Uh-huh. There were a lot of other Year of the Dragon yes. decorations in the, the building, right. so you're right. I didn't think about uh-huh. that. Either way, so, I, yeah, they were like... The, we had a change. Yeah, we dragged the piano inside, which on the one hand was good, although my hands still felt yes. very cold, but it was better. Um, and But even despite that, I could still hear the drums, and there were times where yeah. I it, I never played as quiet as I wanted to because I wanted to uh-huh. try to cover the sound of the drums. And I, right. I found myself a few times getting quiet, but then it's distracting because you're thinking – it's like when someone's phone goes off in a movie – and and you're sitting there just like, I, all I can think about right now is this person's phone because I know I'm not supposed to be hearing that phone. And so anytime I would get really delicate, I'd hear the drums. So I'd get loud again, it, it, just out of practical mm-hmm, necessity, mm-hmm. which influenced the no, painting no, but, as a result, you know, because... It, it was good. And the guy was very... Um, Arturo was very uh, grateful for our... Uh, flexibility because it was not planned we had to move everything like the, the paint the canvas and the piano all inside and then we, everybody was like uh, trying to accommodate themselves because it was mm-hmm. not a practical space for a show like this but we enjoyed it and yeah it, it was great regardless of the last minute change I'm just so happy for everything it, Things can not always um, be as we want, but 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 it honestly, was I don't know that I would change any <laughs> any detail. Um, yeah, it was it was really um, it was really good. It was really good. I didn't and, I didn't I missed the food. I didn't even know. Me too. Was the wine? <laughs> yeah, same. I never even saw. At one point, I was like, I think I see grapes, uh, but I, I didn't. I saw grapes, and I don't know if they had cheese as well. And then wine. I smell some wine that's funny at some point yeah from somebody i can't remember we but were they too were busy talking wine. to everybody like, mm, mm, they're drinking i smell it and i should get some but i couldn't so, so the, much going on yeah so, so many people to talk to and so so much happiness we'll put a link so people can see the paintings um yes if they want to see them which and of course if someone's feeling very excited these paintings are for sale um, yeah, they're in my website so right now. They're very, very good. They're really, really, <laughs> really good. Um, and uh, she worked really hard. Um, and yeah, you know, I think it, I think that for a lot of people also, it was a nice reminder that there are other things you can do than just go see a movie or go to a concert. Like I, I think for a lot of people there, going to a gallery to see new art by a painter, a 21st century pier that's not mm-hmm. a typical night out and i hope it's not a typical yeah i hope it, they all felt like i should do this that, more often that reminds me somebody was there he was leaving the u.s he was gonna go back to jordan i think he was moving to uh, the to the uh, uae the emirates like doha uh, or, or dubai or something yeah he's originally he from lebanon like, he said uh, i asked okay, him if okay, he was okay. jordanian because 
the only uh, I, I, his last name was Huri, and I said I I met a Huri once, uh, but in Jordan, and he was like, it's actually a Lebanese name, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot. Ah, uh, there you go. We had a I little. Didn't dis- ask that many questions. Yeah, we had a whole but conversation yeah, about me, the Middle East. And, and <laughs> he told the me he was uh, leaving, cultures. and it was nice because he's like, I've never been. That I came because of my friend, and I was not familiar with this, and it's just the perfect way to close this journey in the U.S. And, and it's it true. Was it was very, very touching. Nice. He was, yeah, it was really lovely. He was, he was, literally moving away from the U.S. forever, or presumably forever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't want to tell his story for him, but it sounded like it was not the best experience that he was sort of kind of, it was a little bit of a, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I need a new chapter in my life. Uh, right. and, uh, my support. and so he, um, there was a certain amount of like a cloud hanging over these last days before he moves. And, and he made it uh-huh. clear that this was like such a high it, it really uh, to be able to come to this space and to meet you and to see this work and it was, you know we've did our little show and it was lovely to hear him say all that it was really yeah no I, yeah it was very genuine very like enthusiastic and struck me as very genuine and plus he's also a 3d 3d artist you know that does like 3d models for for ah, games that. or for film or that kind of thing like make oh. 3d and he showed me his stuff and I was blown away it was oh my god I didn't know that it was like very, very detailed, photorealistic kind of 3D models of things where I was nice. like, my God, I said, you know, to, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works, but just from, <laughs> from witnessing little bits here and there of what you do and on the games I've worked on of how the art team makes things like highly detailed 3D objects are extremely time consuming um, of a, and, and they're also very costly for the computer to render. That's why video games you know you have to try to simplify your textures as much as possible and this was like ah, it was amazing so i said well i said i'm happy to have met you uh and grateful to be one of your final nights in in our city yeah for real well there's our little recap i take credit i take responsibility rather for the fact that our release schedule has not been very consistent lately. I know you were working very hard on the exhibition, but my schedule has been especially challenging. We moved to this house. It's been crazy. Austin has been getting nominations and a lot of work. <laughs> and also that's, that's pretty amazing. And we've been distracted with life. We appreciate you guys here. Yeah, uh, sticking with it. Yeah, regardless of the flakiness. Yeah, it's not flaky, but yeah, I, uh, I I can only echo that nonetheless. Though we share when we can, we hope you enjoy. So yeah, that's yeah. this is uh, that's all from me though for for the time being. I'm just uh, today was a big old reflection on your world conquering and how awesome it was, and I hope people go check out the yeah. paintings. Oh, and the exhibitions the exhibition was called Dualities. Yeah, and actually, if there's anybody that's any hearing this that's anywhere near Anaheim, it's gonna be up in that space for a month until until the 17th of next month. Yeah, so more than a month. So there's, you know, we'll leave a link, but people can yes. go and wander in and check it out and buy yes. a painting, buy all the paintings. <laughs> I saw one. Hey, it's, I saw it's the one first step of several. <laughs> yes. One painting is. Emmanuel. 
Thank you so much for buying my painting. It means a lot. He bought one that was called Find Your Light. And I think that resonated with his uh, situation right now. He's a very good friend and he's uh, changing, um, how do you say, he's changing jobs. Uh, you know, not changing. I, I was not going to specify that. Well, he tweeted it all publicly. Life. No, I mean, it was all very public. Uh, <laughs> I wanted he, to say more abstract. Some life disruptions were forced on him and he uh, has had to, to roll with it. I want to believe that my painting was something that kind of like made some connection with his life right now so anyway clearly not, yes because then... he wouldn't buy it just to be nice <laughs> you know like you, you know it's you never know. well unless you're unless you're just deeply wealthy you know it's a, it's a real purchase you know so it is it is um, um but yeah it, but yeah it, it um i hope folks can can go uh Check it out and consider wherever you live. Go, go look up a gallery and go see what's there. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. a whole dimension of life. There's a lot of artists in this world that are trying to connect with people one way or another through their work. And and um, you know, there's a thousand ways to get your attention. Social media and movies and all mm -hmm. this. That the 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 quietness of making a painting or a sculpture and putting it in a gallery, it's not very flashy compared to like an influencer on TikTok, but there's people that pay, <laughs> yeah. that do it t very right. seriously and means a lot to them. And if anyone has a chance to go check it out, I, I certainly mm -hmm. am always glad I went. Even if I don't like a single work, I'm always glad I go, you know, because it's That's nice true. to see what people are making and what, how they react to the world, how, how they channel the yeah. things that are going on into whatever their medium is. It's just, that's interesting. Sure. By the way, there's no, album of a day today but there is a playlist of the day and that is dualities and i'm Love gonna it. put the link on the description with the pieces that austin chose for the exhibition and the specific recordings that i yes that i like above all the yeah. fritz reiner recording of the bartok concerto for orchestra is one of my single favorite albums i ever bought so that was the others are good nice. recordings that i think are very you know like very very good but that's one that's like that's a that's a desert island cd for me anyway all right Excellent. catch y'all next time yes thank you for listening guys see you around